This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Jeff Shackelford's new podcast is called The Shack Show, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. It is a pleasure to welcome him back, Jeff Shackelford. This is why we tape, Jeff. Did I just hear Shackelberg? You heard something like you heard something like that. Hello, friends. All right, here we go. Shackelberg. Here's Shackelberg. God, that's a new one. Thank you. Jeff Shackelford's new podcast is called The Shack Show. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. It's a pleasure to welcome Jeff Shackelford back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hi, Jeff. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm fine. Um, all right. Hi, congratulations on the podcast. How long have you been thinking about doing something like this? Oh, quite a while. Uh, I, I was involved with the podcast for a few years. It did really well. Right. And then uh, Bill Simmons didn't uh, think I was woke or cool enough. For his cool audience, so uh, uh, I got to uh, have an opportunity to do one, and and then it uh, has evolved, and then we've had a pandemic, and I didn't really want to launch it in the middle of this, so they've allowed me to kind of launch it carefully and slowly and and a little differently than I had intended, but um, uh, I think the, the response makes me feel better about putting things out right now uh, as a good distraction fodder. I've never thought about asking you this, but you use the word. You're in California. You know all of this stuff. What does woke mean? Uh, it's it's a new version of cool, is uh, how I okay. understand it. I had to ask the same question not that long ago when I saw it popping up. Um, it's a it's a sometimes used to describe uh, hipster people, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> so something in that territory. That's exactly how I think of you. Hey, oh, so, yeah, so, so having cool so hip. having said that, Bill Simmons was probably right. Yeah, actually, in, in that sense, I'm, it's a compliment, really. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't want to be lumped into the. Uh, I, I'm an anti. Uh, influencer, and I and I'm anti woke. What um, I'm anti cool too, John. <laughs> what, how um, is this similar in any way to writing a column? No, not at all. Um, but but I you know podcasts are I think require preparation. If you listen to mine, I'm trying to keep it tighter. Basically, I'm trying to do a slightly longer version of what you do. I want to keep them tight. I want to be well-researched uh, on a few topics with the people I talk to. I, I had one with Nick Fowler recently where I did not do that um, because I just knew it'd be more fun to just go into it with an, uh, an open mind and see where things headed, and, and that's just how it is with Nick. But, but other people I go in with do, do homework, and so in some ways it, it takes more time than writing a column where you're just giving your views. Uh, there is the preparation element, but I think that leads to a better show, I hope. Well, now you've taken the Larry King approach to, uh, to doing these things. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> Very little preparation. Oh, well, sometimes, well, when you know somebody is a person who has plenty to talk about, like Nick Faldo, or that you know the things that they're passionate about. It, it, it's better, I think, to just, just kind of go in and listen to what they say and, and talk that way. That's the beauty of the medium uh, of podcasting, that you have that freedom and it's not live and 
it's editable and all those different kinds of things. Yeah, you were into six episodes. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I know you've had Charlie Reimer on and Cliff Drysdale and Nick, and have you had a, have you had a close friend on yet? No, I haven't. I'm, 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 and I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just uh, getting an, an urge to talk to a certain person, and then I ask them, and if they say yes, I've been turned down once so far. Uh, but for the most part, no, I, I, uh, I haven't. I feel like there are enough podcasts out there right now where there's two people who are very friendly and they're having a conversation and it's great listening and you build a bond with the audience. I love those shows, but mine, I had kind of set out to have a little more of a mix of conversations. And then my seventh episode is me giving some views on a topic, which is, uh, I, I feel like that's something I want to do now and then a five or six minute, uh, mini essay. To so give you, you some food for thought. So you couldn't get a guest. No, no, really. I believe it or not, I had a, I had this thing, this this bug about, you know, the Ryder Cup yeah. uh, without fans. I agreed with all the people who came out and said, "Yep, no good." And then I started thinking about, well, wait a second, the mood in our world right now. Maybe this is a year that we don't need to see a player. Uh, chest bumping another player and people with cheese heads on and face paint being drunk at 9 a.m. in the morning and calling out wives of the other team. You know, maybe this is a year we kind of tone it down. So I felt like, you know, that's a topic for, yeah, I don't want to be preachy. I'm not Colin Coward or, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh or Michael Moore or whoever. Uh, I want to give you more of a, hey, here's something think about this. And that was uh, one of those. Finally, I had a topic like that where I went, oh, there's one where let's give some people a little food for thought. You don't have to agree with me, but think of the Ryder Cup that way. We're talking with Jeff Shackelford here on the Augusta Golf Show. Here's where you gave me food for thought in that in that segment. There was a time nobody came to the Ryder Cups, and I, you right. know, you mentioned that. You mentioned that. It wasn't on TV either, and I'd forgotten that. You know, nobody saw Sam Snead play Christy O'Connor or whatever. There was a time these things took place without fans. They had fans, but it was yeah. a small gallery. You yeah. see the photos; the people are out walking the fairways with them. So when you see that, you know we're talking about a few hundred maybe a thousand people on the property kind of situation. So yeah, it, 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 the, the Ryder Cup grew and, and was uh, something that the players were passionate about for a long time, but never do you say, uh, read or, or hear them saying, yeah, it, the, this event was so special to play because of the fans. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean the evolution of it's bad right. uh, at all. It's just what it's evolved into, and we love the spectacle. But then I thought, you know, this is the year where I just don't know if we need to have a gala dinner and an opening ceremony with guys wearing their sunglasses and looking bored. (laughs) All those things could be misinterpreted. I'm going to miss the opening ceremony. Of course. It's great to make fun of. Uh, Absolutely. There's always something. Um, All right. In in the latest podcast with a guest, um, (laughs) Sir Nick, uh, let me tell you something surprised me about Nick that, that you brought out from him. He's a broadcaster now. He's talking about content. He's talking about other ventures. <laughs> he's talking about opportunities. You know, I thought as I was listening to it, he has sat back and he has watched his boothmate do what he does. And Nick has learned. I think he, 
has, and he enjoys it. He doesn't enjoy playing anymore. He did that for a long time, and he worked really, really hard at it and probably made a mess of his, his um, a couple of marriages, being mm-hmm. so devoted to his craft and different things. And he now, this is what he's devoted to, is kind of his business. His, his, uh, he's really into junior golf with a junior golf series and uh, kind of has an interesting uh, variety of things he's into. And uh, that's his that's his thing now. And a lot, a lot of people, as you know, John, struggle with that. They expect oh, yeah. great players to want to be out trying to win golf tournaments until the day they die. And and there are some. You know, Arnold Palmer was unique that way, and Gary Player. But but some of them they hit a wall. It's like I've competed enough in that way. I don't need to do that anymore. This is a new way to kind of compete and and make a difference or leave a legacy behind and. He's got plenty of money, so he's kind of doing a lot of this. I think uh, I think he finds it enjoyable. I, I do, too. And, and as a broadcaster, I got from just listening to him, not only does he find it enjoyable, he finds it challenging, he finds it... he finds it interesting, and, and I do think he enjoys it. I think he has a good time uh, doing it. Yeah, one other thing, though, too, that and I, I wanted to ask him, but I didn't know how to ask it in the right way, so I, I left it. But it was actually a question submitted by somebody when I told him I was interviewing him. I think part of it, too, when you see what he's doing and some of these players do, sadly, John, it's a little bit of a way that they have to remind people how good they once were yep. because people forget so quickly now and Nick Faldo to so many viewers they don't they don't know how good he was for about 10 years and people don't know how good a lot of these guys Curtis Strange yep I mean he people uh, just now think he's a walking reporter on on Fox he was the best player in the world for a few years and won back-to-back U.S. Opens and was incredible you know shot 62 at Pebble Beach when when with old clubs <laughs> well you know he was really good Johnny did the but, broadcasting for so long people forgot that Johnny's playing ability and and I think, as you know, it's really tough for these broadcasters, and Nick gets into trouble with it. Johnny, of course, really got sure. into trouble. They make any reference to themselves. It's, oh, boy, oh, he's, there goes Johnny again, reminding us he shot 63 at Oakmont, which he did do a little too much. But <laughs> it's a no-win situation. They become remembered now as broadcasters, and then when they try to remind you how good they were, uh, they're being... Uh, they're you know they're they're grandstanding and they're it's it's humble bragging and all that nonsense. It's it's a tough uh, thing for a for a, a, a lean analyst like that who was really a great player. Are you sweating the podcast like you used to sweat a column? No, no. The beauty of it is, like, again, I, I I have kind of a freedom to to go about it when I feel like it, and um, I do sweat trying to get people. But once we get them on the on the phone. And I make sure I have hit the record button, which that makes me more nervous than anything. Um, I feel pretty good letting people talk. Uh, it is it is a great podcast, and you do that really well, Jeff. You ask the question, you get out of the way, and you and you just let them go, and that's and that's what you should do. It is the Shack Show. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Jeff, thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Thank you, John, and thank you for giving me um, a model to follow on how to ask questions.